You're going to love today's episode. Today we have on Jeremy Knight, Austin Realtor, Austin Real Estate Investor, big YouTuber in the Austin area, and he's got a ton of great insight to share with everybody about where the market's going, what, what he's doing to be successful in the Austin area, and how you can be too. So make sure to pay attention here and absolutely follow Jeremy on every social media outlet, Jeremy Knight on Instagram. And if you look up Jeremy Knight on YouTube, you'll have no problem finding him. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead, and this is the Austin Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today we have Jeremy Knight, uh, what I could say is a famous YouTube-based realtor <laughs> here in Austin. He knows all about the real estate market, and he's going to share his experience in Austin and what he's doing right now to be successful both in the real estate sales industry and the real estate investing side. Hey, Jeremy, how's it going? Good uh, afternoon. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I spent the last hour or so watching YouTube videos, doing some research on you. I know nice. we've gotten together here recently, and I just really want our listeners to learn more about you and then how they can follow you in the future and learn more about all the cool stuff you're doing. So real quick, could you tell everybody who you are and how you're involved with real estate in the Austin area? Yeah. So Jeremy Knight, again, First of all, thanks for having me. I mean, I really do appreciate you taking the time to bring me on. Um, so yeah, so Jeremy and I, I've been in the Austin area about 10 years selling real estate for seven. We've, uh, we, we have a pretty big YouTube channel where all I do is talk about the content for Austin, things that are happening in Austin and things like that. So, you know, the news, the breaking news, all this stuff, uh, you know, Jordan does a great job of putting that short stuff on his, uh, Instagram where we do a little more long form. So if you follow his Instagram, he does really good, like up to date, like what's happening with Micron and where to invest and stuff like that. Uh, we do a lot of that stuff, but in a longer version on the YouTube channel. So, yeah, so I've been selling homes here. We, I mean, last year we sold about 50 million in, in homes. We do everything from investing to helping, you know, multi-million dollar investments and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we do, we do a lot in the Austin area. I got a team that's dedicated to, you know, growing and, and helping clients in every way we can. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. The last, last couple of years have been a wild ride. And it's you and your wife, right? That run the team. Yeah. So my wife and I own the team and then I have uh, two buyer's agents. One of them is dedicated. Just, they just work with just investor clients. Uh, the other does pretty much everything from North Austin all the way down till pretty much um, San Antonio. Wow. That's drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I know you do a little bit of investing too, and you're kind of yep. all around the central Texas area. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and why you like investing in the central Texas area? Yeah. So I, I actually have Airbnbs in Sao Padre, which is South on the coast. Mm -hmm. I have multiple properties here in the Austin area. So when I saw like, like many investors, when I saw the news of Tesla coming here, I just knew what was going to happen. And being that we're in the real estate industry, I see 
you know, what's coming, you know, like I just mentioned Micron earlier, you have Samsung. So we have all these jobs still moving here. And so mm-hmm. the, the economy here is going to be pretty stable for many, many years. So we started kind of an approach where we were just buying anything that we could buy that was new construction that they would allow us to buy at the lowest possible rate we were picking up and immediately putting renters in. So we started doing that process. We're in the process right now. Uh, we're under contract on a, uh, a multifamily in in San Antonio. So we're definitely opening up from just being single family to opening up a few more doors. I find that I don't want to have too many doors because just running that plus the business, plus mm-hmm. all the podcasting stuff, plus all the real estate, like the, you know, YouTube stuff takes up so much time. So uh, I don't want too many doors, but yeah, we're, we're constantly, when every time we find a good deal, we're, we're dropping money on it. Absolutely. Love that. And, you know, you said you, you've been in Austin about 10 years. Yeah. When did, uh, and I know we're both uh, Tom Ferry coaching clients yep. and they talk real estate investing a lot, but just curious for you, when did the real estate investing bug kind of hit? Well, you know, being in real estate, it's kind of hard not to get the investing sure. bug, right? Especially yeah. when you're buying and selling your own personal properties. Mm-hmm. So I'd say about four years ago is when I finally started understanding a little bit more you know, the types of investments that I could get. I think a lot of people, when they look at investments, they think, okay, I'm just going to buy a single family. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so many different ways to, you know, wholesale flip, to flip properties, to, there's just so many different avenues. So it took me a couple of years really to grasp what that looked like. And so, you know, I get wholesale deals that come across my my desk all the time. And I'm like, eh, this is a good one or this isn't a good one. So we don't really do a whole lot in that. But I would say about four years ago is where I really started, you know, figuring out and understanding that there was more to investing than just buying single family. Absolutely. And you know, I think a lot of realtors feel like they get too busy to invest. I mean, mm-hmm. you sold a lot of real estate last year. 50 million. Yeah. That's a, a lot, lot of real estate. <laughs> yeah. You know, so do you have it? And I think this is a passion of mine because because I see so many realtors running out there, spinning their wheels and they're doing good business and they're making money, but they're not investing anywhere. And mm-hmm. we get the opportunity to be right on the front lines and invest. But do you do anything besides just keep it top of mind to, to be in the investing space? And I know you're doing all these videos about what's going on in your podcast but you do anything specific to prioritize investing yourself also while you're so busy. You know, what's interesting is, you know, having a platform like we're on with YouTube, I have a lot of people that just send me stuff all the time. So I'll take a look at stuff that comes through and, you know, I'll run the numbers on it. So, I mean, I, I, I most Fridays I sit down and really look at the market because I really always want to see what's coming out. Usually Thursday is the day that most new listings are coming out. That's when you look at the MLS. So Friday in the morning, you usually spend most of my morning looking at what's on the market, what's coming on the market. And that's usually the time that I look for any deals as far as like, if I'm going to buy anything and look, we have a lot of investor clients. So I'm always looking for deals on and off market. So what, what ends up with the worst part about being in this, and I'm sure you found this situation is that a deal that I want to go buy, I have a client that wants to buy the same one. I'm like, well, I could spend the you know, 80 to 150 grand buying this property, or I can make a commission selling it. Like, ugh. it's like, do I really want to take on the risk? Here's, and so once you do all those numbers and it's like, okay, am I going to buy this one or flip it over to my client? So I run into that quite a bit, but when we find properties that we can pick up that meet the numbers that we're looking for, then absolutely we'll, we'll do them. Yeah. 
Love that. And I think that that's just the, the, the age old struggle between, you know, obviously you have your fiduciary duty, your client, and you're putting your client first and making sure your client gets what your client wants. But at the same time, as an investor, you might want to buy property. So I think for myself, mostly working with investors, we find all these properties all the time. And I do a lot of my investing right outside of Austin, like San Antonio, places like that. Yep. So I don't necessarily Great compete, compete with my clients. You know, you're moving into San Antonio. Um, but yeah, it is hard. You know, you get all these deals across your desk. We just sold one. And we're going to talk a little bit about the market here shortly. But we just sold one where somebody needed to close really fast. And they gave our client an amazing deal. And yeah, I, I just sold it to him, made the commission, but it's so hard to look at that and say, wow, this guy just made out like a bandit. And yeah. I could have bought that same property and made out like a bandit too. Um, absolutely. Being a realtor is awesome and you can make good money, but it's like being a banker and lending money to all these people who are building real estate. Like, <laughs> yeah. Man, am I really on the right side of this thing? Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Especially you know, you know, we'll talk about the market, but when you're seeing the market doing what it's doing, it's like, okay, I was good in buying that property. I was good in buying that property. Now I'm a little negative on this one, but still, I have the monthly check coming in, so I'm good. Like they're paying off the note on that. So uh, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be good deals and bad deals, but right now, I think you know, I'm definitely back in the buying mode. I'd say six months ago, I kind of stopped. I was like, I just there's nothing to buy. Even the deals that were deals weren't deals. And so now looking at the market, doing what the market's doing now, I'm kind of, you know, rubbing my hands together, waiting for the right deals to come through. Because yeah, you're right. There's people out there right now that you can look at it both ways. The seller on that deal probably got a good deal because they got the money they needed. They probably got, you know, mm -hmm. the goals that they had yeah. uh, lined up. They got to achieve those goals. And on the other side, that buyer that bought that property, whether they're going to flip it or whether they're going to do some upgrades, like they got a good purchase out of that as well. So I think, you know, a lot, you know, over the last couple of years, we've seen just this crazy seller's market. I'm glad to see it kind of level off a little bit mm -hmm. because now you get to enjoy the wins with your buyer. You know, the, the, the wins with your buyer is like, how much over list price can you go? I mean, recently we had this place, it was a lot and 78704, you know, my client wanted to write an offer below list price. And I'm like, look, there's other offers on this already. I mean, it's an off-market deal, but I'm like, mm -hmm. 80 grand over list price will get this locked down. And and believe it or not, once you do what you're going to do, like here's here's all the equity that you're going to have once you do what you want to do. He lost it by like by like 40 grand, still in this market. Yeah, because we he wanted to go 20 grand below list price. Uh, it ended up selling for about probably, I think 60 over. Yeah, no, I think, so. and we'll transition and talking about the market, but. I'm seeing good deals still go way over list. So, yep. you know, you're, if it's a good deal and it makes a lot of sense. And then at the same time, for the investor who's been holding on to this property for two, three, four, five years, and they're making that monthly income, they have no reason to sell at a discount. And it's hard to remember that as, hey, I see price decreases on the market. I see this, this, and that. It's been sitting for a couple of days. Shouldn't I lowball it? And it's like, hey, they don't care. They don't. They're not going to sell it if they can't make the money they want. And then 
they're just going to keep it and keep getting those monthly checks as rent right. goes through the roof too. Yeah, it's really interesting about that is that, you know, there's there's some YouTube channels out there that all they say is the market's crashing, market's crashing, Forever. market's crashing. They've yeah, they've been that. saying that for years. And then they say, oh, it takes five years for the market to crash, whatever. But what's interesting about that is one of the pieces that they used to why Austin specifically would crash was the fact that uh, rental rates had not caught up to purchase prices. Well, and, and when, when the first time I heard this person say that, I go, this is the dumbest example of why the market would crash. This is absolutely asinine. And if you, because it takes really a year, like if you rent that property, it takes a year for you to re-rent it, if you're going to re-rent it or adjust that price, if you're going to adjust that price. And then, you know, then those numbers come out. So it's such a lagging indicator. And now what we're seeing is that, what is it, like 50% increases more than that in some of these rentals? Yeah, crazy increases. I touched yeah. talked to a guy today. He had a friend, their rent went up $900 on a one bedroom. Right. It's insane. It went from like 2,300 to 3,200 or something like that. It was nuts. Well, I mean, on the flip side of that, one, one of the reasons that they're going up so high though too is the fact that, the tax valuations just came out. TCAD wanted to do a 56% increase, or they, I mean, the average was like a 56% increase on properties. And so any investor that's looking to purchase, if your tax goes up and you can't homestead that property 56%, I'll give you an example. My One of my South Austin properties, the taxes on it was 5,700 a month, 5,700 a year. I was getting about 2,600 on that and a purchase price of about 280. So I went from 5,600 all the way up to 9,000 in one year. That's yeah. like three, like the way we did the math was $310 per month extra. If I didn't raise it $310 a month, I'm negative. Now, luckily I already had so much built in, uh, you know, wiggle room on that and cash flow that 310 didn't put me in the negative, but I had to raise my rents because there's just no way I was going to continue. I was going to run at a negative or potentially run into running at a negative. So that's the biggest problem with Austin. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk to all these people I say, Oh, well, I, I don't want to buy right now. Cause I'm not sure what's going to happen. And I say, Hey, I know what's going to happen. Your rent's going to go way up next year. Rents yeah. are just screaming up. So hey, on to my next question, what are you seeing happen in the Austin market here today? Cause I know you, you have a lot of houses listed. You help a lot of buyers. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing with the market right now? What's interesting is we have a lot of inventory where when I say a lot of inventory, the beginning of this year, we had about 1800 units on the market and that's, that's MLS, right? I mean, there's all these off market deals, but, but we're just talking about on the market mm -hmm. now we're at about 10,700. So that's a pretty big jump. I mean, that's right. a, what a, almost a five time X, something like a four time X, but so we we just saw this huge flood of inventory. And so what happened is that rates went up. People went, oh, no, I'm too scared to buy. Mm -hmm. Well, rates went up and then they kind of flattened out. And now they're kind of like hanging around. Yeah, they're high for sure. So a lot of these buyers were like, okay, the market's going to crash. Well, now that four or five months has gone by and you know prices are just not really going down like they thought, buyers are going, okay, well, it's time to maybe get back in. So we're still closing a lot of properties. And yeah. what's interesting is these land deals that we're seeing are starting to slow down. So potential land deals where somebody, a developer could come in, buy a lot for 10 million and put in, you know, a hundred homes or a hundred doors. They're not, they're not jumping on that as 
fast as they were or for that price. Now they're wanting to bring that price down. We were seeing the cost of land go up pretty quickly. So I think we're starting to see a little bit of leveling in that, which will be good. But it's hard for that to really level and go down because, I mean, Micron, Samsung, uh, Tesla, Apple, all these companies keep going, oh, you know, we're going to bring more people here. And so it's hard for those to really go down. I think they're just going to continue to appreciate just at a slower pace. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, I'm seeing the same thing as maybe the land demand is as high, but at the same time, there's a huge disconnect between what the seller wants and what the buyer wants. The buyer sure. wants a huge discount. The seller wants to get top dollar. And if they wait long enough, more than three days, like they were a couple months ago, they're still getting top dollar. So I've been shopping yep. for another duplex rental property here in Austin. And I keep making offers and I keep making offers and I'm making aggressive offers. So I'm trying to get a deal, but then I'm kicking myself saying, man, I just missed that property. And then I missed that property and then that yep. one's gone. So I'm seeing a move both on the agent side and on the investor side. I'm going through that whole range of emotions and the FOMO and the, the exact same thing everybody goes through. But I think it's important to remember that prices will still very likely end the year up. Maybe they just don't end the year up compared to the last two years at that same rate, but they're still right. going to end the year up. And people might say, hey, prices dropped from June to July. Yeah, but from December to December, they're up 10%. So that's all right. that really matters. Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join. GoBundance.com slash emerge. GoBundance.com slash emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. Yeah. And, you know, I think we'll still, and I agree with you. I think we're going to end up, you know, I was saying last year that maybe we'll end up the year between, I was saying between like nine and 12%. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're right at about 10% right now. Um, the August numbers were closing August out right now. I imagine since what I've been tracking, the August numbers will be lower than July's numbers by far. I know they're going to be lower. I've, I've been saying that for a while. But towards the end of the year, we're going to see that same uptick. And I think what you're going to see between now and really October, so the next, really the next month, is you're going to see a lot of people jump back in the market. And a lot of these investors that purchased that were trying to sell and just, you know, offload a property off their books because they had equity, they're just going to put them back as rentals and rent. Yeah. If you look at the rental market, there's really not a lot. And so... I had a client who bought a property last year. She came to me. He's like, I just need to offload this because I'm going to move. And I go, well, that's not the best move. We should probably rent it out. And so she goes, no, let's try to sell it. We tried to sell it. Everyone around us dropped their price a hundred grand. And I go, look, let's just rent it out. And so sure enough, like we put it on the, put it up to rent and it rented in like a day and I had multiple applications on it yeah. and it didn't even hit, it didn't even hit Zillow. It didn't even hit like realtor.com. It just literally put on the MLS and people calling me off of it. So um, the rental market's going to stay insane. And so I think that's good for any investor. Now, what you said earlier was really important because you said you're trying to find a deal. I'm running in a situation where some buyers are like wanting such a good deal mm. that they're losing sight of what 
what they could like what's going to happen in the future right this guy. and so yeah well i had a client that this property was listed at 680 they we we looked at it and then they dropped it to 635 my client was like okay well, i want to write an offer i'm like okay they waited they waited then they dropped their price to 599 and my client's like okay i'm ready to write an offer i'm like great let's write an offer i want to write an offer at 545 i'm like wait they were at 680 and you want to write out 545 a comp just sold for 675 and you want to drop it that much like okay i'll write the offer send over the offer and they pretty much told me where to stick that offer so um <laughs> and i think if they had just come in 585 565 575 probably could have got it done but they walked away from that when it was the perfect house it was the right location. It was all the things they wanted. They just wanted such a good deal that they lost sight of what the goals were. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so easy to look at just a really small piece of time and say, hey, I got to get this deal. Maybe I can get it for 10 or 20 grand cheaper. But if you looked at that same property, let's say they bought it at 575 here in 10 years, it might be worth $800,000. And then you're yeah, really exactly. kicking yourself. I've kicked myself so many times over deals that I've passed up or tried to over negotiate on and get those yep. extra 10 or 15 grand off of that's irrelevant in the future. Yeah, I did that on a property. Cost. I sold it for, I bought it for 275, sold it four years for years later for 420, 425. Mm -hmm. And I was going to hold it because the interest rate on it was like two, 3.5 at the time, which was mm -hmm. low. And uh, I was like, you know, I just don't want to deal with the headache of buying this rental. That house right now, if I were to sell it, it's probably eight, like like seven, like seven fifty to eight. Yeah. Even in the current market, which is, yeah, that's yeah. When you lose out another four hundred grand, it's like ugh, could have done some things. Yeah, absolutely, so much. And I think it's it's easy to get caught up in that ten or twenty grand, and you're trying to get the best price, and you think you're being safe, but in the end, you're really losing a lot of money. Yeah. So hard. Um, so what's, what's your best advice for real estate investors here in Austin, Jeremy? I know we just went over a lot of stuff that's good advice for real estate investors and don't haggle over pennies. What's it? Don't don't step over quarters to pick up pennies, something like that. Yeah, don't step over dollars to pick up pennies, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway I would give anybody that's looking to invest is definitely keep an eye on the property taxes because those can get out of hand and cause you to have to sell in the future. I would definitely look at areas that are, that will see a lot of future growth and I'd heavily consider those areas. So, you know, Micron is potentially going to Lockhart. So I'm probably not going to buy in Lockhart proper, but I'm going to buy in Kyle or Buda or New Braunfels. I just bought a house in New Braunfels, but I'm going to buy in one of those areas. It's a short drive in because Lockhart doesn't have the greatest schools. I know a lot of people are heavy into Lockhart right now, but you're looking at Gerald, uh, Gerald, or one of those areas that's going to probably see a huge benefit from the plant going in up in, in Taylor for Samsung, yeah. you know, the, uh, off of 130, all of the east side of Austin, you have a ton of like huge potential. So I say any investors looking, I would definitely keep an eye out for any deals and like, don't exactly what you said, don't step over dollars to pick up pennies or don't step over quarters to pick up pennies because there's still a lot of stuff that's priced right that you might have to go a little over list price, but depreciation that we're going to see over the next 10 years, you can't time the market. It's all about the timing in the market. So mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah. And I, I like what you're talking about following the path of progress. And 
yeah. path of progress in Austin feels like it's everywhere, but it's absolutely, I would say, more prevalent on the east side. Yeah. And, you know, what you said, you can't time the market. You just need to have time in the market. You get time in the market in an area that's growing. And let's say you hold the property for 10 years, you're going to be really, really happy. And a lot of people get so focused on cash flow and they might buy in mm -hmm. like the, the more distressed area just to get a little bit of cash flow. But look at the, the value of that versus the value of something in the path of progress in 10 years. You're going to make so much more money over here in the path of progress. Yeah. A prime example is Circle C, right? Mm. I run into so many people that are like, oh, I bought in Circle C when it was cow pastures. Yeah. Right. And so Circle C is one of those neighborhoods right now. If you wanted to buy in Circle C, a 3,000 square foot home is going to cost you all close to a million bucks. Mm -hmm. I purchased in Circle C in 2017 for half a million bucks, just sold a property for 1.2. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you got to look for those areas. Look, the school district thing, I think, is a big thing, but you're going to have a lot of people coming out here that have to rent. They're going to work at these big plants, and they they can't afford to live in Austin at $5,000 a month rent, but they can afford you know, $2,500 a month on the east side, and that's something you can pick up in the 330 to 350 range, and you'll have decent cash flow, and the tax rates are low. So mm -hmm. I think there's a plenty of opportunity there. New Braunfels is a great place. I think New Braunfels is my number one place that I'm looking at purchase, continuing to purchase. Mm -hmm. San Antonio, I mean, you've seen so many articles this year. I think San Antonio is just one of those spots where there's going to be a continue. They're going to, they're seeing, they're benefiting from the success of Austin. Oh, yeah. It's so much cheaper there too. So for like yeah. the, the blue collar worker who maybe they don't have to commute and they're working from home and they say, Hey, I want to buy a house, but I can't pay 650 grand for a house in Austin. Yeah. They're, they're going down to Kyle and San Marcos and, you know, New Braunfels, San Antonio, those types of places. Yeah. Awesome. Carrie, uh, what, what's next for you? I know, you know, we talked a little bit and you, you've got some short-term rentals in south padre you've got just rentals all over central texas what are you going to be doing here in the next 10 to 15 years jordan moorhead here really quickly wanted to tell you a couple other ways you can keep track of us if you want to listen to all these podcasts and ask questions the moorhead team on youtube is the best place to be and then austin real estate investors on meetup is a great place to keep track of all of our meetups we have going on yeah, so right now I'm I'm building out uh, a team, an infrastructure for my team. I'm looking to sell that by in the next four years. So I'm building that out. As far as investing, you know, I'm actually looking at. So it's, it's you know a lot of people when they think about investing, they're buying into uh, properties. So I'm looking at purchasing uh, a, a unit where I can lease out two units of it to a one a coffee shop and one a restaurant and then the whole entire upstairs is a media studio that i can have for my brokerage so i'll have agents and that way i own a physical place as well mm -hmm. and i'll benefit from you know walk through traffic with that so it's something we're looking for right now we've been looking for a while uh it's been tough i mean the news out recently was that the hardest thing to purchase right now is commercial. So, I mean, it's it's ridiculous how hard, I mean, you can't like 20,000 square feet, you know, a lot of these companies are trying to come in and, and buy space like that, can't even find space. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that, um, I'm also working with a guy who they purchase land 
like regularly. And so what they do with like this land. So right now they have a, a company that they, uh, it's a land clearing company. So all these projects, all these big like road projects, they're clearing all the dirt, pulling all the rock out, crushing the rock, selling it back to that same, uh, uh, same thing that, that's going on there. So really? they're, so they have a, like a revolving door. So what we do is find properties like land that they can purchase. They can put a rock crushing plant on for a while, hold it and then clear it back out, level it off then sell it and, and put in a development there. So um, that's, so I'm working with them doing stuff like that. It's, it's a ton of fun. Nice. That's awesome. And for the, the space, you're looking to find a space for your team that would have a restaurant yeah. and a coffee shop downstairs and yeah. an office and a media studio upstairs? Right. Okay. That's really cool. I'll keep an yeah. eye out for you. Thanks. Yeah. It's something we've been looking for, you know, my team, I'm South Southwest. So, mm -hmm. you know, I found stuff up North that I really liked, but for me, it's just too far of a drive. Even if I put a team there, it's I, I would never be there. And we filmed so much content. I need a space. So I'm looking like, you know, 78704 stuff in 78746. Um, not necessarily 4.5. I like 4.5, but I'd rather stay closer to the more higher end properties. I know 4.5 mm -hmm. is benefiting like crazy from oh, yeah. uh, uh, 04's growth. So yeah, that's what we're looking. Cool. Awesome. Well, if anybody knows of any properties that fit Jeremy's criteria, absolutely reach out to him. He's Please. really, really easy to find. Um, Jeremy, do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? Yeah, you know, there's quite a few that I read. I, I really like uh, Philem Jones' book, What to Say, What Exactly to Say. I really like that because I actually do. So I've been going around the country giving talks about YouTube and stuff like that. So it, it's been helpful to get on stage and, and really convey a message there. That's a great one. Um, you know, Jocko's book, Jocko Wilnick's yeah. book, uh, you know, Be a Leader or, or whatever the title for that is. Uh, I read that book and I was probably one of the best books I've ever read. There's a lot of great ones out there, but those are the two that stick top of mind. Awesome. And what is the best way for people to get a hold of you or follow you? I know you're you're on Instagram, you're yep. on Twitter, you're on TikTok, you're on YouTube. Are, are you yeah. the same handle everywhere? No, I'm definitely not on TikTok. Uh, I don't need China stealing any of my information, oh, yeah. even though they have probably all of it. Uh, yeah, Instagram uh, at the real Jeremy Knight. YouTube, just my name, Jeremy Knight. You'll find my channel pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Those are the best places to find me and, and the content we put out. Awesome. Yep, and I'm sure everybody will look at that we will also link to that in the show notes for anybody Thanks. listening look in the show notes you can find your way to jeremy's youtube channel and instagram there also we'll put his website and anything else you need in there you know contact number that kind of stuff um all right we have one more question it's the most important question we yeah, ask on the austin real estate investing podcast what is your favorite restaurant here in austin this is a really good question. So you 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 asked me before we came on if I had to like just fire out. I would say my favorite barbecue spot is definitely Valentina's Barbecue in South Austin. Really? My favorite restaurant it's probably going to be either Loro or Uchi. I love Loro. I think this location being mm -hmm. in that area is fantastic. Um, Fonda San Miguel would probably be high on my list as well. Those are like the top four. Yeah, amazing restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to pick one. I should just say it is. top five restaurants in Austin. You should, yeah. What's your top 35 uh, restaurants in Austin? Yeah, that's the way you do it. Absolutely. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on here today, Jeremy. We really appreciate it. Everybody absolutely follow Jeremy on Instagram and on YouTube. He puts out tons of content. It's all really great stuff. Talks about the news, what's going on in Austin, and how you can learn more about the Austin area happenings and be a better real estate investor. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you here soon. Bye.